Seems fans are forgetting the other assignment in a bad season. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kent's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope everybody's having a great week. Hey, it's going to be a, quite a few days off before the Spurs get back in action. But we'll, we got you here. We'll, we'll hold down the fort until the Spurs resume action this Friday against Denver. Gee, I wonder how that game's going to go. But what are we talking about today? It looks like fans are forgetting that there is another assignment for this season. Yes, we know what the big one is. You know, get that number one pick, get in that top three uh, slots. But there's another one, player development. We're going to talk about that as well as if the Spurs can get to 20 wins this season. A guy who's chomping at the bit to uh, discuss this. And before we hit record, he was really popping off. I almost had to tell him, James, save it. Save it. Save it for the show because, you, you, you know, you're, you're going to lose all, use all your ammo right now. He is James Pleasure with San Antonio Sports Star, co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover, my good friend, and one of the best cosplayers I know. You you, you, put, some, you put together some good uh, outfits there, James. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, don't worry about me running out of ammo because I've got plenty in the chamber here for everybody involved. <laughs> Exactly. He's going to brag about the star in a few minutes. A lot of good stuff hanging out there uh, you, and just give you all the reasons why I need to tune in. But James, I, I know you're at work, so we'll we'll get this going here. It, James, I, I thought Spurs fans understood what this season was about. I think for the most part, they understand that it was going to be a bad season. Popovich warned everybody it was going to be a bad season. Everybody seemed to be on board with the tank. And for the most part, that's there, James. But now, late in the season already, fans are already infighting. Saying, well, what's the whole point of, of, of playing these players? What's the whole point of bringing Devin Vassell and Trey Jones and Keldon? Set them down. Don't, uh, why, why is Bassey out there? Why is um, uh, Sohan out there? What's the point? Uh, what are they learning? And that's what the fans are, are pretty much crying about right now, James, that they're, they're saying, what, what are the Spurs learning if they're just throwing away games? James, I need you to educate them. Don't they understand that uh, the other assignment is player development? Yes, it is about player development, but you have to understand what you're looking for when it comes to player development. Um, and this is the hardest part that Spurs fans have to wrap their heads around. Uh, they're like, ah, oh, losing, blah, 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 incremental growth, whatever. But the problem is the players want to win. Like, mm-hmm. their job's not to lose. Is the coaching staff's job to put the players in position to lose. Mm-hmm. That's hard when you've got good talent playing well. We We saw it the previous two games before Houston, right? They won both of them. They beat a, a really good Utah team. They followed it up and beat a very hungry uh, Indiana team that have been playing well to that point. Now, 
there's an argument that could be made that they were at the end of a Texas road trip and they saw the Spurs right. on the schedule and just kind of slacked off, and that's possible too. But yeah, you had Devin Vassell back, and all of a sudden there's 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 better talent on the floor. There was not in these games against Houston. Right. Devin Vassell was getting injuries, load managed, right? Is he's yep. coming off that knee injury? Uh, Keldon Johnson had a quote unquote foot sprain. Mm-hmm. We had Doug McDermott uh, too got hurt as well. In that Doug McDermott game. was yeah. nursing a thumb injury on his right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get Romeo Langford back briefly. <laughs> briefly. <laughs> so I, I, the injury report is as long as it can possibly be. And you're starting guys that were legitimately signed 24 hours prior. And I'm not looking at the name right in front of me, so I'm not even going to attempt it, but Mamu from yeah. the Bucks, who they picked up. And then you got uh, Champagne. Right. Like they had glorified G-leaguers on the floor yeah, for the most part, right? And for the most part, too, Charles Bassey just coming from the G League before he got that NBA contract. And that's a great name to bring up because when you're watching for development, there are a lot of things. Michael Jimenez gets caught up in this a lot of the times. Like Jeremy Sohan took 26 shots and scored 22 points. Yes, (laughs) I know. Does it not seem weird that he had 26 shots that night? Why this night of all nights did he get so much more volume? Because the offense was supposed to go through him that game because the way the NBA season is structured, you don't have as many practices anymore. So games have become basically practices for the San Antonio Spurs. And especially this This season, how they're getting Jeremy Sohan different types of run. Uh, Charles Bassey the other night like these are guys you're you're watching certain instances within games you can't watch the totality of a game especially a series like the Rockets over the weekend where they basically had next to nobody playing right you have to kind of see what you're looking for and it's hard to know what to look for especially if you've never had to go through this before or just don't remember the first time you went through this well, here's here here here's my thoughts on all this. You know, you know, uh, and I get why fans are getting, you know, a little cranky right now because it's a bad season. I don't, I, I, I think I majority of these nobody, yeah, wants yeah. To I, go I get this. why they're being cranky and like, well, what's the point now? You know, I mean, you you got routed by Houston, Houston, the by record the worst team in the league, not and once but play. twice. In a back-to-back set. Not just set. record, but by play, too. By, by play, too. <laughs> so I get why they're getting cranky. But what is more surprising to me is that they are surprised that these players, as we mentioned, Bassey and, 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 and Champagne, or whatever pronounced his name, Langford, and Sohan getting the bulk of touches. Because from preseason, day one, media day, what did Pop tell us? We're not going to be winning titles. Don't go to Vegas and bet on us. Don't go to Vegas. (laughs) Don't go to. I mean, from camp till now, it's to the point where Popovich doesn't even talk about losses anymore. He just talks about individual players. He spoke about Bassey in the last game versus Houston. Uh, A big chunk of his uh, talk. He talks about Vassell coming back. He talks about 
Trey Jones and how he's tough as nails. Do you get a pattern here that the fact that it's that about Pop is jovial in most of his postgame right. pressers after yeah. things like this, that he can joke and smile. Yeah. That should tell you all you need to know about this. And then they'll point to the one right before the all-star break where he got real pissy. I and it was that like, one, that's yeah. the outlier. And it yeah. was before they were going on a really, really, really long vacation. As they were okay. in the middle of the rodeo road trip, heading uh-huh. into the all-star break, getting ready to come back out onto the road again after that. Like that was just a message to send to the players not to get complacent over the break. <laughs> like, yeah, more and, so and, than and, anything. And here's the thing. You, you talk about, you know, the players don't lose games in a tank season. Coaches do, you know, the staff does. I mean, rewind back. Why would Pop put a 19-year-old rookie on an inbounds play in Madison Square Garden when the game is on the line? Why do you give him the bulk of touches against Houston? The learning situation it, for him. It's a learning situation. You put the player, the team in a position where maybe the outcome sways your way in a tank season. Like, well, I'm not, not I don't even that, but even even then, like you're putting him in a situation that he he may fail, but it's also something that you can harken back right. to and, a, and, as a teaching situation. And I forget what game it was, but there was a game earlier this season where they put Devin Vassell in the position to win the game for the team. He mm-hmm. he bricked it, but what was he talking about afterwards? I want to be in that position again. I, I sure this was rough. He, he couldn't let it go. And I'm and you know you're 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 looking for that stuff, and that's what baffles me. Why fans are right now saying, not all of them, not all of them, just a, a handful. There's a of good them. majority. Of yeah, them this, that... yeah, are saying you know like, well, what's the point now? What development <laughs> are we learning? Well, how about this? How about the big development? You hate losing like this? Get better. You know, you hate getting trounced by Houston back to back games. Get better. We're here with James Pledger with San Antonio Sports Star. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger because he has a lot to tell you and uh, more about the silver and black. Hey, but uh, let's continue talking about the Spurs. But before that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, if you don't want all the fat and calories and you got to try a Built Bar, look, if your goal is to eat a little healthier this year and you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then you got to try Built. With Built, health is act, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you wouldn't even think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. Now, what makes Built Bar so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I don't know how Built does it, but they do. These bars taste like a candy bar with the amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, you can still go to Built.com to get yourself Built Bars, but now you can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. There you'll find the four-bar box, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can grab yourself a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with James Pledger. He is with San Antonio Spurs, our co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. And the one man that I know can definitely give it to Kang and make Kang just quake in his his uh, <laughs> floating chair. And I can see Kang just escaping to all the other dimensions and multiverses just to evade you, James. <laughs> I can only hope as much. <laughs> 
Oh, I have because a bone to pick with I'll that tell movie you with this you much. later. Between Kang and the character he's playing in Rocky uh, Creed Three, Jonathan yeah. Majors is a monster. Yeah, you don't want none of that. You know what? I don't. I, you know. You know what? I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold off to the end because I have a bone to pick with Quantum Mania. It. 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 Of no, course, it, you do. You, you can't disagree with me when I bring up the one name. At least this guy, Modok. Well, we'll talk about him later. Um, <laughs> but James, you know, we're talking about why fans are just now coming to a realization of what development. What development? Well, development has been going on the entire season. This is nothing new. Uh, look at how many starting lineups have we had? Different ones out. Sure, a lot of it has to do with injuries, but they're learning to adapt. They're learning uh, to in these situations that they put themselves in. How many times have we seen the Spurs? Well, let's put it this way, James. What's been the the norm? Woohoo! We're in it at halftime, and then they get the the the, the wind knocked out of them in the second half. <laughs> Woohoo! We're competitive, and then all of a sudden, did you just? You could have gone to the refrigerator, grab yourself a snack, come back, and the Spurs are down by 20 after leading by 10. It's that <laughs> that's what's been going on. But it's and like isn't that part too. Of, yeah, and isn't that development? I mean, it's bad, it sucks, but that is what development is, James. It, it's what it is, but it's also what you look for. Look for those games where you're up at the half or into the third quarter before they lose by 25 like mm-hmm. the that's a part of it mm-hmm. because those are the instances in game that you have to look for when the team is playing well when they are semi full strength i i, I get mm-hmm. that there's not a lot that you can take from the rockets game and and you mm-hmm. have to look real hard to see what you're looking for in something like that but Look at the Indiana game. No pop, no Brett Bowne. Mitch Johnson comes in and leads the team to a victory with Devin Vassell coming off of an injury and and Kelton Johnson being efficient. Jeremy Sohan. Like, these these are instances where you have to look at it and go, all right, I can see it there. Like, Mm -hmm. I I can see what's going on. And who knows? Maybe Mitch is the next pop assistant to spread his wings and fly away, right? (laughs) At this rate, they're all going to fly away. It feels like every video assistant ever has had a job. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. You 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 bring up Mitch Johnson. That was a development game for him too, and he spoke about Mm -hmm. it after the pre and uh, pre and post game, saying, "I've been in this situation before. I I don't recall. Apparently, he served as assistant coach for a San Antonio game. I know he's head coach for the summer league teams, but I don't recall when he slept in. But the point is." Um, he got that run, and I. But look, I get it why Spurs fans are getting upset because. But then, fine. But then you're gonna. I can. They'll be the same Spurs fans that'll come back next season and wonder why Bassey's still not with it if they sat him down, for example. Oh no, shut down Bassey. You know, there's no reason to risk injury. You know, there's no reason for that. But if he <laughs> didn't get the reps in now, he won't be better next season. Look, they're already talking about next season. Charles Bassey, the last two post-game interviews he's done, he's already talking about the offseason and getting better in the offseason. So why not use these last remaining games for him to get real NBA minutes, go into the offseason, get better, and that goes for all these guys, and come back strong. And look, chances are 
this is this next season is going to be a repeat of this season. Maybe not as bad. Maybe a few more wins, but likely that's going to happen even if they win the lottery, uh, James. Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to end as quickly as it did when you landed a Tim Duncan, unfortunately. But they will get incredibly better just by adding, whether it's a Victor Wimbayama or a Scoot or uh, a Thompson twin or a Brandon Mm -hmm. Miller, as hard as I find that one to digest right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see as more comes out as we get closer to the draft. But I look at the type of player that they can add out of this year's lottery and you pair it with another off season of Kelvin and coming off a bad year, which you know a yeah, lot of really these guys is. are going to be in the lab yeah. all off season. Mm-hmm. And expect expect their social media Vassell, to be showing off them in the in the gym a lot. A fully healthy Devin Vassell, right? Because <laughs> it was a lot easier to see those losses when Devin Vassell went on the shelf with that knee sir, uh, uh, scope he yep. went under than when he's been in or around the lineup, right? In and out early in the year or coming back from it against Indy. Like, we we saw what Devin Vassell means to this team in terms of the possibility of winning. Jeremy Soham with a full off season after the Spurs coaching staff getting their hands on him and working with his uh, jumper. Like, all of these players – are good players that we have seen development from throughout this tenure. Now, the reason that they aren't winning is because players have been out of the lineup. A lot of the ones I've mentioned, hell, even Trey Jones has been out of the lineup for a long period of time up until recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So there, there's there's a reason for the losses and why things has looked have looked as ugly as they have. And a lot of it has to do with people not being in the lineup on a consistent basis. If you add a top lottery pick with the the talent that is already ready-made, and I say talent, and I know some people may be laughing at me, yes, talent. Devin Vassell is talented. Keldon Johnson, there is talent there. Trey Jones, we've seen his development this year and what he could mean to a team in some way, shape, form, capacity. He is a... Mm-hmm. He is a contributing piece to a team. Like, they have mm-hmm. the pieces. Yeah. We've seen flashes from Jeremy Sohan. You give him another mm-hmm. year to fully develop. I mean, he's taking this development to, to yeah. heart. Like, he's yeah. bringing that He's the, ripping that his jersey off. Free throw into literally. a game. And he's ripping his jersey off Hulk Hogan style. I mean, that's how much <laughs> he wants to win. That's how much he wants to win. But look, look. If you're looking for some positives, these are the positives. And look, James gets it. I get it. Listeners, for the most part, they get it. You know, this, it's a rough season. It's not my it's first cool. rodeo dealing. It's not my first rodeo dealing with the rebuild. And I've been through it a couple times already. James has already been through it a couple times. And he's going through it too with his Rockets. So uh, it's it's it is what it is. You just you just got to hang on in there, and you got to take these little wins along the way. And that means yes, still putting players out in a bad season. You got to do that because what has Pop been saying, James? We need to look at who's playing right now and if they're still factoring into the future of this team. He said it many times already. He's mm-hmm. not making it. He's not hiding it. They're evaluating the it. players for the future. But, James, and hang on to that thought. 
Oh, well, hang okay. on to that thought. Let me let me take a break, and when we get back, we'll wrap this up, and then we'll get into if the Spurs can win 20 games right here on Lockdown Spurs with James Pleasure. He is with San Antonio Sports Star, but I want to talk to you about FanDuel. Look, this NBA season is winding down, but, hey, it's still the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. You can even make exclusive bets like two times three, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun at FanDuel. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown, that's FanDuel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're back with James Pleasure. He is with San Antonio Sports Star. He is also the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. We're talking silver and black right here on Lockdown Spurs. James, before we dive back into it, you want, you want to know how much of a gambling degenerate Mike Jimenez is? I never shared this story uh, with you. I, I'm sure that he's uh, – I know how much of a degenerate he is, so it wouldn't shock me at all. Okay, well, then th- – He bet on – no, no, school, no, like lacrosse. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> That's not it. So a few weeks ago, he calls me and he's talking about making bets. And then he's, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Hey, you know, the Spurs are favorite in this game. I forget what it was. I'm going to make the bet. Okay, fine. We're fine. You know, I'll hear from him. Then he calls me back and I go, oh, how did it go? How'd the bet go? Cause, ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I go, why? Because cause I'm in Texas. I said, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so he goes, but you split your time between San Antonio and New York. And right now you're in New York. Can I give you my login? He went there, James. Can I give you my login? And you log in and you bet for me. <laughs> that is you fantastic. Have degenerate. Degenerate. But um, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but you're over there where it's 100% legal. Can you place the bet for me? Uh, it was already too late. I never did, but he said he was going to call me back or let me know when he's the next bet. But so far, so nothing. So maybe he cooled off on that. But let's wrap, wrap up our discussion here about the Spurs and fans getting all pissy about, well, yeah. what, they, what are you playing for? They're just tanking. Yeah, well, look, I was just going to finish off it, that last segment yeah. saying, you right. mentioned it before. Everybody's talking about the future, the future, the future. Even Charles Bassey's talking about the future. And it's really easy for Charles Bassey to talk about the future because he just got a four-year deal. So it's mm-hmm. easy for him to understand, like, I need to look at this as a part and a jumping off point for next year. Yeah, exactly. And he's playing well. I mean, in those two games, if he's – Put mm-hmm. in spot minutes for Zach Collins when he was out. Yeah, he's doing really well. So I get it, Spurs fans. We get it. It's rough right now. But look, all this will pay off soon. Now, I hope nobody gets hurt where the ends their season and into next season. But you just never know what can happen. James, I want to talk to you about something else, though. The mm-hmm. Spurs, they're, 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 they're definitely uh, looking like they're going to land one of the top three spots in the NBA lottery, at least to get those 14% odds, you know, 
And as we uh, talk right now, Spurs are currently 16 and 49. They're not the worst team that belongs to your Rockets. The Spurs are also on a two-game losing streak. They still got more than a handful of games. What about a little, little less than 20 or at 20 around there? Yeah. But do you think this team can hit 20? And do you think they'll still mess around and likely flirt with falling out of the top three? It, yes, they can. Because if they play at full strength ever, they're good enough to play with a bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. And they're good enough to beat teams, especially teams that are going to look past them. Um, so it it literally comes down to the training room, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen what a a team even close to full strength can do against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. We saw it earlier this season against the Bucks in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. not unheard of, right? So, yes, there is concern, but you see, like this weekend, they're not afraid to to make it blatant, in a sense, almost, when things start to get close. Like, they got within three and a half games of Charlotte, and over the weekend, they were like, well, can't well, have well, that. Yeah, can't have that, wins. yep. Yep. <laughs> slow down, so, slow down. We got to have Victor or Scoot in the in a uniform. But yeah, I, I, this is this may be a historical question for you. Uh, okay. Being more of a historian, I need to go back and look at it. What was the last team that won the NBA draft lottery that had the worst record in the NBA? Oof. Because I feel like the the worst team in the NBA haven't won it in a while. Orlando? What, this past season? No, with um, the penny draft? Oh, okay. Maybe. I know Cleveland did, so I know it's before okay. penny. I know the okay. LeBron James draft was the worst. Um, right. And Ben Simmons? I think when the Sixers were going through the process, right? I don't remember if it was Embiid or Simmons or maybe both. But I feel like at least in the last handful of years, the worst team hasn't had the number one pick. No, no. No, the, the worst team usually falls to like three, four. Like that's been the norm. Uh, But Yeah. I mean, you look at the next few games for the Spurs. They've got Denver at Friday. They're likely to get routed. You got the Thunder. I can see the Spurs beating the Thunder. I, I could definitely see that happening. Unless Shea goes off for like a billion. The Magic, <laughs> an, another tank bowl game right there. Oh, maybe not. No, Magic are, are starting to trend up a little bit. Um, Gets Dallas. They're likely to get routed. Memphis, to, well, you know, even without Jaw, I think they can, you know, still beat the Spurs. So, yeah, it's going to be close, in my opinion. The only thing that I think what might also hurt the Spurs as far as the race for the for the worst three spots is if teams just rest, start doing the rest for the playoffs, like your power teams, like your Pelicans or your Grizzlies, mm-hmm. you, you know, your, your Jazz or your Kings, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, Dallas, I think they might pick up a game here or there, but – they're projected to land the top three. I just think this team definitely 
will mess around and pick up four more games and hit 20 mark. And then things get dicey. Things get really dicey because Charlotte, I'm expecting them to start plummeting soon. You know, Detroit and Houston are the other competitors in this race, the worst three. So look, Spurs fans, they just got to end up with one of the worst three records. They don't have to have the worst, just that one of the three worst. But yeah, James, that I think that would be, that should be more concerning for Spurs fans than whether the player development right now or not is falling out of the top three. Not this. Yeah. You know, you know that should be more concerning right now. That's, that's whatever we should be focusing on. That's worst case scenario because then yeah. at that point, this was all for not for nothing. Exactly. Exactly. But James, we're done talking. Uh, we need to hear what you all got cooking at the star brag to us from the blitz to your show. What's over there. Well, it all starts every weekday morning with R and R in the morning with Rob and Rudy. Starts at six o'clock in the morning, takes you all the way at ten o'clock at night, and then of course, as you know, Jimenez and Spence will be jumping in to your middays from twelve to three as they get you kind of everything from the Cowboys to the Spurs and some uh, some Jimenez hot takes within there, right? <laughs> He'll just roll your, out of bed and about? be like, I'm thinking about tweeting this, Jeff. <laughs> you should see the text I get from him saying, I'm thinking I'm going to say this. And my first reaction is, don't, please don't do it. Please don't. Yeah. Uh, don't please worry. Don't. You don't feel like you're the only one yeah. that gets those texts. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> He's getting don't do it from everywhere before sending yeah. it. And then he does it anyway. So at this point, I've just started saying, yeah, fire it off. <laughs> But even your show, uh, too, uh, the the Hangover, too. Yeah, well, after Jimenez and Spence, um, it's the Blitz every weekday from 3 to 7 with Jason, Joe, and myself, as I am now producing that show along with Jimenez and Spence. And, of course, on the weekends, you got me, Katie, and Jack Thompson as the Saturday Morning Hangover, which is currently constituted from 8 to 10. But the day after uh, St. Patrick's Day, Get to sleep in a little bit more. We're going to change from 9 to 11. Okay. Good bet. Get some rest in there for you. Well, yeah, a little more rest but, for, for me, especially the day after St. Patrick's Day. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you might call in. You might be calling, uh, what's his name, uh, the new guy, the other uh, producer. <laughs> Edwin. Uh, yeah, Edwin, thank you. Uh, you're uh, you're up, rookie. You're you're up next. But anyway, yo, yeah. Make sure also to follow Pleasure on Twitter at I am Pleasure. Uh, he will definitely interact with you. Talk all sports too. By the way, how are the Brahmas doing? Uh, one and two now. One and two. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. I've been meaning to. Ch- I, I record them on my DVR. I just kind of gone back to watch them. At that point, I just look <laughs> at the recaps. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But anyway, yeah. Make sure to check out uh, the San Antonio Sports Star, all their shows, including. So, what's your beef with Modoc? Thank you. That was not Modoc. <laughs> that was not Modoc. The Hulu Modoc was more Modoc than that Modoc. The robot chicken Modocs are more Modoc than what we saw. He wasn't menacing. He didn't. He didn't look like a creature. He just. He just looked like a big head, not the. Bang, drooling, beady eyes, nothing. You see, I'm, I don't want to give it away, but he does a very I mean, unlike- we're far enough oh. out if you haven't seen it now. 
I don't know what the rule is for that. But Modoc. The, the rule is with Marvel movies, you got to give it a couple of weeks. We're past that. We're past that. Okay. If Modoc, you were going to try and watch it, you would have seen it. <laughs> if you Modoc care about did, spoilers as far as Marvel is concerned, we'd pass that threshold by now. <laughs> Modoc does not do what he does at the end. Like, I am going to save the day. Look at me. That's not Modoc. That's that's not <laughs> Modoc. Um, also, too, look, Matrix is a good actor. He's great. But the director didn't even take the, these endless pauses between every freaking word. I will beat you. And, man, like, oh, that was getting annoying. Also, <laughs> how does OG Wasps not warn the Avengers, let alone her own husband, that she's aware of this conqueror? But it's okay with seeing her granddaughter build a tunnel portal to the freaking place where the Kang is when the grandpa and OG Ant-Man and Wasp were there saying, oh, yes, uh, Scott, we encourage our granddaughter to make these science projects. And look what she did. Oh, and then now OG Wasp is going to be seen. Well, hold on, hold on. What's going on? Well, obviously, you were paying really, really close attention to the movie because... Janet didn't know what she was doing, what she built. And you know, her but demeanor OG. absolutely changed when she found out that it was sending a signal down into the quantum realm. But he, but she was aware. Uh, OG Ant-Man was saying, yeah, we're in, Scott, we're encouraging your daughter to build this. We have been. Remember, Scott was but like, oh, what have y'all been building didn't here? didn't know. I gotta go back and rewatch that scene. Yeah, you should because you missed it. Because the whole thing, the whole part of it was she was working on it with Hank. Janet didn't know, and when she found out, she's the one who ripped it out of the wall trying to stop it. Hmm. But come on, you got to tell me that was not Modoc. That's not our Modoc at all. No, it's not our Modoc. But it was never meant to be the Modoc from the comics. Well, this is the MCU, and they try to stick to close as much as they can. I know they've had some changes. No, they take a lot of liberties with their source material. Jokey Thor, you know that didn't grow that grew on me for a while. But um, like they take so many liberties with the actual source material. Like Civil War didn't follow it. Like it followed a loose adaptation of it that mm -hmm. was more real world grounded. But you didn't have Norman Osborn and the team of uh, anti-heroes. You didn't have Tony Stark basically recruiting a bunch of villains. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> like, know. I, I, the I, I entire think... MCU is liberties of the source material. Like they they found a plot <sighs> device that tied because Kang isn't technically an Ant Man villain, so to tie him in. Right. You have a plot device in the quantum realm, which where they've already been, knowing that it connects to time travel. So they've kind of loosely adapted that, him being yeah. stuck there. And also, on top of all that, Darren Cross being shrunk at the end of the first Ant-Man and getting kind of stuck in the quantum yeah. realm because of it. And Kang finding him and rebuilding him into... It just, like it, Everything makes sense. I it, get it, that it, it's it, not who he was, but it was a liberty taken to drive a plot po- a point in a movie that really doesn't follow much of the comics in terms of anything that they do. 
I that 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 did, I was just very disappointed in Modok. That that I thought, okay, we're gonna bring him in. It's gonna set up Secret Wars and all that good stuff. Modok's a big part of that, and now he's dead. Ugh. Yeah, I just it was. It, it, I I just it, I just felt the movie was maybe a bit overhyped. A bit. It was a bit overhyped. I, I you know you didn't really see Kang be Kang enough. Um, no, but I saw I saw a good portion of it, and I saw why it was feared, and it mm-hmm. hyped me. And yeah. you you look at it for what it is, and for what it is, Ant Man Quantumania was. It fell short for and me, and a lot of people take a lot of people take umbrage with this. But when I say it's a middle tier project, right? It sounds disrespectful. But when there's it, 40 projects in the MCU and a lot and of that's them why, are really, 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 really good. And that's why they, they need to cool somewhere off. Somewhere in the middle isn't bad. They need to cool off. I mean, at least slow down the machine a bit. You know, something. Because the CGI for MODOK was horrific. I would have preferred him staying with the, with the armor face plate. They, that would have been better for me. Just do Vader, do the Bane thing. No, he talks through the mask. Yeah, you know, at least that face was more menacing than Darren Cross's face as Mona. It just it, it fell short for me. Now, I've already mentioned this to you, and I'll mention the audience too. If you a breath of fresh air is Moon Girl on Disney Plus. Moon Girl and Devil yeah. Dinosaur. Holy smokes, that was phenomenal. That just it's like the, the Spider-Verse, the, the Miles Morales movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of vein, but it throws you back to the '90s style of cartoon, and Beyonder just stole the freaking show at the end. You know, just I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus stole. I mean, just nailed it as the Beyonder. I think that that was very very refreshing. But as far as Quantum Mania was, yeah, I needed more. I needed more. This was yeah, Kang's was big movie. intro. Yeah, pleasure. I need to be wowed. Okay. Was that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was okay. Like, uh, I guess. Yeah, I was like, yeah. everything can't be I came, a home run, man. I was. I came out of the theater like, eh, I guess, sure, another Marvel formula movie. Yep, here we go again. Everybody <laughs> tuned off already. Everybody, everybody shut off the podcast already by now. I, I know they did. They shut it off. They go like, we're My done bad. with this, these two guys. All right. Well, we're done talking. Like I said, let uh, James know your thoughts on the silver and black and the MCU and quantum media at I am pleasure on Twitter and subscribe to lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google play Stitcher, iTunes, check out locked on NBA game to game odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Oh, by the way, lockdown Spurs is also on uh, Ken's five plus app and stay tuned this week. We're going to have a very special guest join us. Hint, 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 hint. So stay tuned for that. So for James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Spurs.